RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to another episode of the Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. Got another great episode coming your way. I've been looking forward to getting this guy on the radio, picking his offshore brain a little bit. He is Captain Chris Taylor, offshore charter captain extraordinaire out of Pinellas County, Florida, and he is also the owner of Park Place Garage, which we will dive into here shortly. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing great, Michael. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. I've been looking forward to this, diving into uh, diving into that offshore world over there. You know, with me being a with me being a full time inshore guide, uh, even with the TV show and and the blessings that that's brought to me as far as getting to spend time offshore, it, it, you you full time offshore guys that really grind in the, in the big blue water out there uh, always amaze me. How does how does how does Chris Taylor become Captain Chris Taylor, and and what then what drives you to, you know, dive into the offshore world when there's so much great inshore fishing here? What what's the pull to the big blue water? Well, my story's a little different than everybody else's. I I I come from Indiana. Never put a worm on a hook. I was too scared to fish. Didn't like it. Uh, I moved down here 20 years ago, and just a friend of mine takes me on a charter with uh, Ryan Wagner on uh, the fish taxi, and. Uh, well, here we are 20 years later. <laughs> I got the bug quick and I fell in love with it. I uh, never really had any interest in doing any charters until seven, eight years ago. I, I had some permits come across my table and had the opportunity to buy them. So we bought them and started chartering. And, and I think we're about seven, eight years into it now. Uh, still having fun. Well, that's cool. So you did you, you grew up in Indiana? So you're a Midwest kid? I'm from Indiana originally, yeah. I've been uh, I've been down in Florida for 20 years now. What'd you do? What'd you do in Indiana? Uh, I was in the car industry, um, pretty much all the way out of uh, out of school, and until I until uh, I moved here. Okay, interesting. So, it, let me ask you this, and I, I'm I'm sure I know the answer, but it it may run very very similar to me. You know, I grew up in Central Wisconsin, uh, born and raised up there, a little town called Oshkosh, and you know, I never. Like when people, I get to go to seminars, I do a lot of Q&A stuff and, you know, people are like, how'd you get into fishing? And I'm like, well, I can honestly tell you it wasn't a dream of mine as a kid. Like I never woke up as a kid in central Wisconsin and said, I want to be a saltwater charter captain someday. You know what I mean? So I I was the same way. I, I, I grew up with an uncle. Uh, on the dad side of the family that, you know, he, he went and bass fished the ponds all the time. And I just, I never, I never enjoyed it. I was always scared to put a worm on a hook as a kid. And, and now we play with all these crazy creatures out in the golf. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny. <laughs> that is a little funny. That's, uh, that's very crazy. Did you play any sports growing up, Chris? Just in high school. I was, uh, I grew up on a family of farmers and law enforcement. So we were, uh, we were in school in the church and, and, uh, playing sports all through the, the younger years of school and then got into real life and, and, uh, found that, uh, chasing all the other dreams was more fun. <laughs> I get that. I get that. So, <laughs> so I thought your, the name of your charter business was pretty unique. You got to explain that Aubrey's offshore fishing charters. That's a pretty cool name and, and tell everybody why, how you came up with that name. <laughs> Well, that was actually a friend of mine uh, who I went to captain school with, Rob Winkleman, 
He works over at Dogfish Tackle. And he, I bought a, a 32 lures eight, nine years, seven, eight years ago. And we, we couldn't come up with a good name for the lures. And my youngest child, we have four children between my wife and I. Um, and my youngest child, she's 12 now, but her name's Aubrey. And uh, we're sitting there one day talking and Rob, Rob just threw it out there. He said, hey, bro, he goes, how about Aubrey's? Wrote it out four or five different ways and it just stuck. It was just it was a one and done. There was no, there was no other thought about it after uh, Rob had come up with that suggestion. And then, you know, Aubrey, Aubrey, my daughter Aubrey, this is her boat. This is her business. She's she's the boss. <laughs> right. So she, well, I can she tell fired you, mate a few times. <laughs> uh, she's she's the boss. <laughs> I can tell you that uh, my youngest is nineteen, and uh, it's a it's it's a daughter as well, and it doesn't get any better. She's only going to take more ownership as she gets older, just so you know, Chris. That's how it works. That's how it works. Pretty soon you get an eviction notice from your own house. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. Well, as long as she can change the oil in these diesels, I'm fine. <laughs> I hear you. So, so you know, Captain Chris Taylor goes fishing with the boys for fun. What's he targeting? What's your, what's your species of choice? What do you get excited about, Chris? If me personally fishing? Yeah. Not on a trucker. Oh, uh, what we did last Saturday. Um, I enjoy being hundred, hundred fifty miles offshore out there where there's, you know, uh, it's just a different world when you're in four, five, six, eight, nine hundred thousand foot of water. Uh, the things that you, the things that you see, the things that you catch down there, is just just makes it so much more fun than playing around in the typical red grouper grounds out here. Um, not that the red grouper grounds are horrible it's a great fishery it's fun it uh, provides a great living for a lot of great um, a lot of great charter captains and mates in the area but me personally i like the big stuff i like to go in the deep drop stuff it's a new world out there you know only half the boats can get out there to fish that big deep stuff um so it makes it a touch easier at times but i like the big fun stuff what do you do the deep drop trips you say bigger boats what are you running for a boat chris Ours is a, um, a CV390 IPS. Okay. Um, it's the 39-foot CV with the diesel, the Volvo IPS drives. Nice. Um, so fell really fell in my lap. It was a great deal out of the East Coast. Um, what, I was, what I was looking for was I liked the diesel engines for reliability. Um, this boat with the sheer size, uh, th- these diesels are just very, very, very economical. Um, you know, that's for a charter boat. That's, you don't have a choice, but to be economical. Sure. And yeah, there's, you very well know. Yeah. There's no doubt. So, so for the, for the, for the guys and gals who listen to the podcast and, and we love them all, but not all of them are, are, have been out to, you know, to do some of that deep water stuff. You know, what's, what, what are you, what are you hoping to accomplish when you make that run? Are you looking for, you know, I mean, is it all about snowies? Is it, I mean, what, what, what is, again, what's the target species that, you know, makes the hair on Chris's, the back of your neck stand up like, yeah, there's the one. That's what we were looking for. Uh, the, my favorite fish in the whole wide world until Sunday, uh, was yellow edge grouper. You know, yellow edge grouper to me is just the cleanest meat, the best tasting grouper that you could ever imagine eating. Uh, they're not the easiest to target. They're not the easiest to find or the easiest to catch. So when you get them, you have to enjoy them. Sure. Uh, I did, however, this weekend, uh, 
we 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 caught our first wahoo on uh on our boat um out in the deep water and some friends uh we took someone over to some friend's house on sunday and they cooked it up real nice and we had some sashimi and did it a couple different ways and oh my goodness what a what a delicious fish yeah i've heard good i've never caught a wahoo it's on my list of things to do but those that i've talked to that have experienced the wahoo you know whether it's on the grill or however you prepare it they rave about it so something i want to uh, oh it was delicious how'd you how'd you catch your wahoo and how big was it oh uh, so this is another good story here we we shot out the 700, 800 foot of water Saturday morning, and there was a couple mile piece of bottom I wanted to work and cut up. So we trolled for a good hour and a half, two hours in the morning. Uh, we come up with nothing. Um, unfortunately, there's that hurricane. It looks like it really cleaned the Gulf of Mexico up. So there's not a lot of grass or weeds or turbulence on the surface out there in the Gulf right now. Um, so we stopped trolling and we started bottom fishing and, and a, a good friend of mine, Steve Oberly, that was on the boat. He's, th- this is the, this guy, I tell you, we got a lot of respect for the man. He goes to seven, 800 foot of water and does not touch an electric reel all day. Oof, um, wow. He's doing what's called a slow pitch jig with uh, an 800 gram slow pitch jig. Uh, that he drops the jig down, hits the jig a couple times, nothing drops back down. And then boom, this, this, this fish hits, takes the line three, 400 yards away from the boat. Um, and again, we're in 750 foot of water when this happened, Mike, Wow. this fish shot to the surface in no time. So we fight this fish for 30, 45 minutes and we finally get eyes on it. And at first we thought it was a giant shark, but fortunately it was a 70 pound Wahoo. Um, We got the we got the boat or we got the fish to the boat and it, that fish was just wore out. It it was it was an easy stick with the gaff pulled it in the boat, and uh, that really set the tone for the rest of the day. Um, it, we wasn't going to have a bad day no matter what. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, once the who makes the showing and you get it to the boat, then the rest of it's all gimme. That's great. It was. That's great. What else? What else did you and catch? We, what uh, else did you play with? <clears throat> The rest of the day, we just uh, started bouncing around. The bite was really, really slow. It was a full moon on Sunday. We fished Saturday. Um, so we bounced around quite a bit. We ended up coming home with 15 yellow edge groupers, uh, nine snowy groupers, the wahoo. We caught a nice bulleye uh, snapper. And then we got, I think we came home with a little over 50 main, uh, fifty uh, tile fish. Wow. It's plenty so it ended of... up being a really good trip. Yeah plenty of fish cleaning going on right there there's no doubt that's crazy it was a very very valiant group group effort on sunday morning to clean those fish <laughs> do, do you do we do, got back saturday night and do you do any of the tournament scene the kingfish tournaments or anything i mean with that boat you have i know it's probably not i don't know if the diesels are fast i know they're efficient but are they, I don't think they're yeah, fast, the, all right? The boat cruise is 35-40 knots. Um, the, the problem I have trying to kingfish my boat is when you put it in gear, you're doing five knots. Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. So it's r- really, really, really hard to, to troll bait slow enough to be, effect, uh, you know, to be effective yeah. and efficient trying to kingfish my boat. But I'm, I'm, I'm slowly getting drug into this tournament kingfish thing i don't want to do it i've done it i don't have fun uh <laughs> kingfishing to me is is uh 
very boring. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a bottom guy. I like the action. I like to be able to create the bite. But now, as long as you're with the right team and as long as you can have fun, that's the, unfortunately, a lot of the guys I fish with, they're very, very, very competitive. So that turns the competitiveness on in me and then it doesn't turn into any fun. So (laughs) king fishing is still, it's still like enjoying a taste of a beer. It takes a little while to get, you know, I I haven't quite got that taste for it yet. (laughs) I get that. It's coming. But I get that. It's hopefully uh, when the kids out of high school. <laughs> it can be it can be a lot of work, but uh, I like tournament fishing. But it's it's just that it's uh, it's it gets very competitive. It takes some of the fun out of it. Um, that's why I don't redfish tournament fish anymore, per se. If I do, it's one tournament here, one tournament there. You know, I did it really, really hard for ten years. Where if you know there was one on the schedule, we were headed that way, and we were going to fish it, and we were going to give it hell, and you know pre-fish for three, four, five days, and grind and grind, and then the weather changes day before the tournament, and all your patterning and all that goes out the window, and you're scrambling. And um, I was ate up with it for a long time, but I just it it wore me out. I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I can just now I can just go fishing. So very very interesting stuff. My favorite tournament. My favorite tournaments are the ones I can take my kids on. I can take a friend and his kid and my daughter and, you know, we can go out and just do like the grouper or not the grouper, the, uh, the, the grunt hunts, you know, these little, these little mackerel tournaments for the kids. Those are the things that I actually enjoy. Well, that's good. That's a, uh, that's a good way to be there, dad. That's uh that's good. That's going <laughs> to, that whole thing's going to get you points with the wife when she hears this show too. She's going to be like, Oh, that's why, that's why he's my guy. That's good stuff. Good stuff. So, so let's, let's talk about how we got started. I mean, I'm always impressed with, with, you know, there's a a lot of charter captains out there. Um, and, and, and realistically, I probably get two to three emails at least a month where, you know, grandma and grandpa or mom and dad are like, Hey, my boy wants to be a charter captain. And, you know, he really looks up to you. So would you talk to him and give him some advice? And I'm like, sure, absolutely. But just so you know, I'm going to tell him to go to college and get a job. Okay. I'm going to tell him not to become a charter captain. That's what I'm going to tell him to do. You know why? Because we want him to have money. That's what we want him to do. We want him to be able to make money and live his life. And then when he gets old enough and he makes lots of money, he can just hire a charter captain. That's what I'm going to tell him to do. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, I'm always, I'm always really interested in those guys like yourself that I find out are doing the charter captain thing and then have this thing on the side, like you do with Park Place Garage, that to me is an amazing company. Like, I don't know, you know, obviously I'm not privy to how well Park Place Garage does as a company, but I'm going to tell you that from my experience, it's got to do really, really well. That your guys were so amazing in my garage. I, I'm a state licensed specialty contractor. Like I, when I started in the fishing business, I was an aluminum contractor, and I still I'm the license holder for my company. I'm still part owner in my company. I don't do much there anymore, except oversee everything. Um, obviously, on the day to day, I'm fishing, so I'm not paying that much attention to that stuff. But I used to hate it. When, when somebody, you, you, they'd hire you to build a screen room on their house and then they'd sit out back and watch you the whole day. 
because you're just like, dude, <laughs> you haven't paid me yet. Just go in the house. I'll come. I'll come and get you. You can come and see when it's done. We know what we're doing. This ain't our first one. I literally had to apologize to your guys because I literally was sitting there the whole time watching them, <laughs> and I kept going. I'm really not trying to be that customer, dude. I'm just totally blown away. Like these are one inch <laughs> thick cabinets. They're huge and they're hanging them off the floor on my walls. And I'm looking at the three dudes that you sent to my house, Chris, and no offense to those guys, but I'm a pretty big guy. And I'm like, I'm not wrestling that cabinet. These three scrawny dudes ain't wrestling that cabinet. How are they going to get them cabinets on the wall? I mean, they put them together on the floor. I mean, they're one inch thick. They're eight feet wide. I'm like, this is impossible. Like, how are they going to do that? Then they break out these car jacks and they start moving stuff around and leveling stuff. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing, dude. And I literally had to apologize to him like three times. I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry. I know this is stupid, but I'm like blown away at watching, you know, being a, <laughs> being a, a, a a specialty contractor working in the aluminum business. I, I built screen rooms and, you know, carports and pool enclosures for years. So I'm just watching this thing go together. Like an erector set. I'm like, this is amazing. How did you get started in, in that thing and, and get so good at it? I mean, my garage is amazing. How'd you get so good at that? Well, park place. So for me, charter captain is my retirement. I, I six, seven, eight years ago when I started, when I bought Larry Blue's permits and we bought the lures to do charters with, my intention was, okay, I'm going to do this for 10 years. And then when, because we've had Park Place Garage has been in business since 2004. Okay. So again, it's, it's nearing 20 years old as well. Um, when, so, so the charter business for me is, is what I plan to do when somebody else is going to take the business over or buy it or want my kids to, you know, whatever the plan in the future is. Right. Um, and I, uh, just to go back to what you said about that, that client that says, Oh, my grandson wants to do this. That's the best <laughs> advice anybody in this world could have ever forgiven. Because <laughs> so, I, I would never, ever, ever, and, and not to take this in a bad way about fishing, but I know a lot of guys that make a really good living fishing, but I also see how hard they work. Sure. So yeah. it, for someone to think that they're going to go out there and fish two or three times a week and go out and make a great living, it's not going to happen. It, it, fishing is a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. There's a lot of problems that come up with boats, with baits, with there's just a lot that goes with, with red so tides, with freezes. To, there's oh so many God, factors. Just, there's so no, many factors that are out of your control in the fishing business. It's really crazy. The biggest factor of them all is weather. Yes. So you know, it's just to, so back on that that point. With me, I, I was well, Park Place Garage was started by a, a gentleman named Phil Lacey in 2003. Uh, Phil had retired and from his previous company he sold and just wanted to start something. And Phil did good for three or four years, just a one man show. He had a part-time employee. Um, you know, he was, you know, painting two or three garage floors a week. Uh, Phil, uh, Phil approached me to buy the company. And so we purchased the company in 2007. Um, in 2007, I, I took the company, uh, over from Phil. And we immediately started marketing the we marketing the company. We immediately started growing the business. I think at the I think at the end of the first year after we bought it, Phil was doing two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. And I think we did a little over a million painting garage floors our first year, nice. way back when. Yeah. Um, and we just kept growing and growing and growing. You know, we made all the mistakes there were to make. Um, you spend twenty years doing this, you're going to make the mistakes. And that, and I think that's that's one thing that I've been able to. Uh, I've been able to be very, very blessed with is I've got some very key employees all these years that have, that they don't just have, 
you know, we have 11 employees that paint garage floors all day long. Right. There's three different crews and we have a rack and a cabinet crew. So we have a lot of moving parts to this company, but what makes it all work are the key guys. And, and those key guys make it work with the guys next to next to next because they train them. They put these guys in a position where there is a place to go. You're not going to be painting garage floors forever. You know, there's a, there's a management opportunity on another crew. So we've, we've built this business to grow it and grow it and grow it. And we've been very fortunate. Uh, we've been very, very fortunate just because the, the economy has been phenomenal over the last 10 years, so to speak. But more importantly, we've been able to retain some incredible employees. As you just said, uh, you know, we got 130 pound guys picking up a 700 power, 350 pound <laughs> cabinet. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so I'm too fat and old to do it. Um, so all I can do is just, just to help motivate and help, you know, help my guys grow, give them all the tools. They have all the best tools that you can imagine, um, to make their job easier. So, but park place is just park place has really been an absolute blessing. It's, uh, it, it was, it was an idea out of a, out of a garage. Um, and it, and it just, it, it's blossoming in this beautiful company. I think we have a total of 16 employees. Um, and you know, we've got, we just got great, 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 great employees. That's what makes this company. It's every, not every good company. Yeah. Every, every good company that yeah. that's out there is, is really based on, on the quality of employees. What really struck me. And, and again, it was interesting because I, I went on this, little brain rampage. We were going to buy a house and we were looking for property and all that. And the market kind of went crazy. And our house is, you know, we've got, we're blessed. We've been able to pay it off. So, you know, we were going to sell and, you know, I was going to build this giant pole barn for my boat and my RV and my golf cart and all that. And the market went crazy. We just couldn't do it. So finally we were like, okay, what are the things we want to do to this house? We don't, we don't dislike our house. We just wanted a little property. You know, if we're going to stay here, you know, we love our neighbors. What do we want to do? And I'm like, I want to do the garage, but I didn't even know where to start. So literally my wife's like, I'll just put it on Facebook. I'll just put it out there on your page. Hey, it's got Mike. I'm looking to do my garage. Who do you recommend? And I could not believe the number of people that were like park place garage. This is a stupid question. I mean, it's Chris Taylor. You, you should know this already. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't know. Um, but I, I was just, I was blown away at how many, at how many people recommended you. And then the vision that David had when he came in and kind of helped me walk through my garage. And I, I, I think it's important for guys, especially guys, and maybe some of the gals too, I don't, you know, depending on what their, you know, love attachment to their garage is, but I've always been a garage guy. You know, I'm always out there tinkering with tackle. I'm always out there tinkering with my golf cart. I'm always out there getting gear ready, you know, and I've always wanted to do this to my garage. What I would tell people is, you need to, you, you should do this because I'm telling you every time I pull into my driveway now and I hit my garage door clicker, it's like, Oh, it raises. And there's my cabinets and there's my, there's my uh, slat wall. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, uh, how much stuff, a, I, I got rid of a lot of things, but I, and that was part of it. I wanted to condense it. I wanted to clean it up. We had been in our house for 20 plus years, you know, acquiring stuff that you haven't touched in five years, six years, seven years. But then, and, and it was something, I guess I really didn't, I didn't really push the envelope because you had come so recommended. I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to, 
you know, the quality of the cabinets so much as all that. It was just like, well, Park Place, everybody says this, you know, Chris is the guy. So I just trusted. We know a lot of the same people in the fishing business. You know, everybody talks so highly of you. I'm like, okay, well, this is a no brainer. Then when the product showed up, like the cabinets are amazing. Like they're one inch thick cabinets. I just, it blows my mind, which makes sense because you guys install them on the wall um, versus them just standing on the floor of your garage, which is kind of handy because you can clean out underneath them. You can rinse your garage floor out, all those things. So there's so much bonus there. But I, I think it's important for people to understand that this, I mean, this literally, and I was telling you this just before we started the podcast, but I wanted to make sure we got in the podcast. My Every single time my wife comes home from work, she's like, dude, <laughs> are you ever going to be back in our house again? You're always in the garage. I'm like, have you seen my garage? I mean, my garage is ridiculous. I mean, I was able to set up a whole, you know, working area. Obviously, I got my toolboxes and everything in the tool drawers. But I was able to add a whole nother station to the garage just for all my rigging. You know, whether I'm going king fishing on a charter or I'm snapper fishing or grouper fishing in the bay or I'm trolling or I'm snook fishing and red fishing. Or if I'm filming a show and I'm traveling somewhere, I'm constantly, I've got stuff out. I put, I was able to put all this different stuff in drawers and organize it and just start from scratch on my garage and, and set it up. And you guys did such a great job helping me. David, the designer, just did a wonderful job kind of putting the pieces in place. I just, I think it's important that, and you know, what's funny too. Now I'm hearing a lot of like closet companies are doing garages. I don't want none of that. I don't want the same stuff that's in my closet in my garage. Yeah. And that's, that's a, the thing you keep going back to is, is the size of, and then the, of the material of our, of our cabinets that we build. We, well, our cabinets are probably way over engineered, but I don't have any problems with them. Right. Um, you know, so closet cabinet type of garage, or the, the closet type of systems, they're not, you know, they're designed to hold your clothes and your tennis shoes. They're not designed to clo- hold, uh, you know, five gallon buckets of paint, um, Cast nets. you know, a, a 50 pounds of, <laughs> of drill batteries, uh, you know, and, and one of the big benefits about our cabinets, as you have, have alluded to a couple of times, we live in Florida rains 220 days a year. Garages flood half that time. So the way that we design our cabinets is they're up off the floor four to six inches. We physically mount them to the wall um, so that you got to, like you said, it's easy to clean. And there's also you can, you know, you can hide some, you can hide your long stuff, store, store some two befores underneath there if you need to. Uh, but it also makes it easy to clean. But keeping the cabinets off the floor is, is one of the biggest elements that makes our cabinets last so long. Um, but the the if I have, if I could stress one thing that you just said is, yeah, there's a lot of these closet companies that realize how lucrative the garage cabinet business is and they, and they're building cabinets, not to say that they're horrible cabinets, but they're just not designed for the, they're not designed for the, the type of weights that garages people put in their garage cabinets. So you got to be very, very careful with the, the Lowe's and the Home Depot's and those real, real thin wooded hundred dollar cabinets, so to speak. Yeah. I, I, and that's so what I had to be careful with those. That's what I had in my garage, and I, over the years, I've had to make braces to brace them and, and do all that stuff. And nothing in my world is light, like my offshore reels, you know, even the ones I have in boxes that I haven't put on yet, uh, cast nets in buckets, 
you know, none of that stuff is light. Um, you know, I've got car jacks and stuff cause I'm a, a deer hunter and I like to go to the woods and I've, so I've got tools and you know what I mean? It's just, there's a lot of, and, and as, as, as I was putting it in the cabinets, I'm thinking to myself, man, this stuff is heavy. But as I'm looking at the construction of the cabinets that, you know, Park Place installed, it was really, it was really impressive. And I'm telling you, if you want to turn your garage into a show place, a place where, again, the only thing my garage is missing, and I'm still working on that, is a TV. And I think my wife might kibosh that anyway, because she'd be like, oh, hell no. You know, you, know you, you got a fridge out here with cold beer in it. Now the TV's out here. Next thing you know, the lazy boy will be out here. I'll never see it. That's not happening. So I, I just think she'll kibosh is it. Is she listening right now, Mike? No, no, she's not. Li- she might. She, listening right she listens okay. to the podcast. So when it listen comes, to- when it goes live, she may, so, she may don't pick worry up. About, don't worry about the TV. Get the, uh, get the mini split first. You're the second person. Get that, get that garage cooled down. You're the second person in the last three or four <laughs> days to mention the mini split to me. That's messed up. Yeah, I have one in. We have one in our garage, and I tell you that it's just so nice to get out there while you're rigging rods and yeah, and you know just getting stuff ready for trips. My mate or myself or whoever can sit out there and have a little bit of comfort in June, and July, and August. How loud? How loud is the mini split now? For the listeners that don't know what a mini split is, it's a it's like an AC unit that you'll see in some hotel rooms where you have the blower up on the wall. Um, really unique. So it's weird. I was just at dinner with a good friend, was telling him about my garage and what we did, and I'm like, it's just so hot out there right now. He goes, dude, mini split. He he just dropped that on me the other it day. Is. That's crazy. It's a sign. It's a this sign. time of year, a good a good friend of mine that's uh, an AC guy. Um, I assume he gets a lot of business out of us because we recommend those mini splits this time of year. It's so sure. hot in the garage. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only reason I've got a couple of things I need to I need to tweak out there still, like a couple of things I need to put away, and I haven't been able to put all the fin- the completely finished pictures up on uh, on my social media yet because I got a couple of things I want to put away, and every time I go to do it, I'm like, nope, way too hot, way too hot, <laughs> not gonna do it, not gonna do it. But you guys, listen, you guys did a great job. You are on to uh, you are on to something there with Park Place Garage. Um, I was totally, you know. One guy showed up at my house and I was looking at him and he was kind of scrawny and he started putting them things together. I'm thinking, listen, bro, that's a lot of cabinets. <laughs> a lot of slab walls got to go up. This ain't going to happen. And like five hours later, dude, three dudes were done. Like they were cleaning up, swept up and done. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God, these three dudes are animals. I mean, it was crazy. And one dude was really little and really scrawny. And I thought, what is he going to do? Like, I'm literally, I was sitting in the garage. I'm thinking, I, I got to see this little fella right here because that cabinet is gargantuan. There's no way that he can help these guys. They broke out them car jacks, dude, and started leveling stuff and had everything measured on the wall. I was like, wow. And I'm telling you, dude, if you, like, you took a running start and ran into one of my cabinets, you would pay. Like, you're going to pay. I don't care who you are. You could be Mike Allstott. You run into one of them bad boys, you're going to pay big. They're they're thick. They're heavy. It's incredible. And, and you know what else? It was amazing to me, too, that, again, just I never really did. I didn't do enough homework on it. So slat wall to me was something that, you know, David kind of meant, oh, yeah, we're going to put slat wall up and you can put all these hangers on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. That works, I guess. And then once I got it, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> This is amazing. And then you go online and there's accessories. Yes, there's accessories everywhere for them. Like you can hang paper towels. They got tubs. They got, I mean, shelves. They got all this stuff that hangs on the slat wall. But even my production guy over here is looking at me like, dude, I got to get this for my place. I'm telling you, dude. 
<laughs> stuff's incredible, bro. I'm my, it's so funny. Cause like four days in a row, my wife pulls in the garage after work and she literally got out the car, walked around. She looked at me and goes, am I ever going to see, am I ever going to come home and you're going to be in the house or are you going to always be in your garage? I'm like, no, babe, there's a really good chance. I'm always uh, going to be right awesome. here in my garage. Cause it is absolutely amazing stuff. So it's park place garage dot com is the website 813-380-6965 and i am i am i am blowing these guys up uh, on the radio show as well for good reason because i guess and i'm telling you you should do it for the entertainment on a saturday or if you can do it during the week like i did do it during the week but just to see them install it you should do it because i was i was tripping the whole time them dudes were there it really uh it really turned out good they did a great job you got great crews there chris and uh I hear good things about your charters as well. Aubrey's Offshore Fishing Charters. That's A-U-B-R-E-E-Z, correct? A-U-B-R-E-E-Z-E. Got it. I had it Offshore written down. Offshore Fishing Charters and John's Pass. John's Pass on the big CV. So you'd be rolling in, uh, you'd be rolling in comfort. i tell you what, that is an incredible vessel. Um, very, very, we got lucky when we bought it. Um, very uh, we got very lucky all around on this boat. She's been a really, really solid boat. Do the diesels does that does that heavy it up some? Yes, this uh, well, it it does heavy it up a little bit, but it changes the center of gravity on the boat. The weight's centered more forward versus having you know four outboards on the back. Um, the uh, those they're D six Volvos. And they're sitting right underneath the, the helm. They're right there underneath oh, the, okay. the cap and the mate sit. Um, so it keeps the weight forward in the boat. It's, just a, it's a different riding boat. It's very quiet. Um, you know, I, I'm sitting around here driving in my truck talking to you, and, and it's louder in my truck, it seems like, on, than it is the boat sometimes. <laughs> nice. um, it, it just, it's such a, it's just a, it's just a great boat. I hate, you know, I hate bragging about it, but it's, it's a pretty awesome boat. There's, there's another CV that's in the fleet that's a diesel. Um, that's, that's that's by far one of the busiest boats out there, and and it, you know it's not too not too much different than our boat. It's just uh, but it, it, that boat runs every day, and I think our boat would run every day if I could work it hard. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's it you know just a great vessel, and it's the other thing too is it's easy fishable. I don't care if you're a three year old kid or an eighty year old in a wheelchair you can fish in this boat one way or another well you know what i think so, it's i think it's very important that every charter captain feels about their boat the way you feel about yours that tells me that when you get your customers on the boat that you're 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 not worried about your vessel you're not worried about their ride you're not worried about their comfort because you believe in the vessel that you're running and then you're just worried about them catching fish you're worried about them having a great day on the water you're worried about them making memories and that's what makes a great charter captain in my opinion when you can just relax with your equipment and go to work and try to make them some quality memories that makes the day really easy it, it does and and i'm i feel very blessed to be able to have that vessel and and, and don't get me wrong. We, we spend, you know, we spend 50 hours a month maintenance and, you know, every, sure. every month we're on their maintenance and everything there is to maintenance. We put a lot of time. My mate puts a lot of time in on the boat. Um, and that, that's good for him. He's got a job too. So, you know, <laughs> right, exactly keeps the boat up and <laughs> it's good stuff. And, we, and, and if you've fished with us before, those of you that know my mate, Randy, 
He is uh, Rodan Randy is the man. That guy is a great mate. He's got a new nickname now, Rodan Randy. Um, we uh, we put a Rodan on this boat back in December, and ever since then, our anchor has not been wet one time. That's a beautiful um, thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Rodan's not paying me to say anything, so that's about all I say. But they, uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty incredible product that we put on our boat. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now Randy is uh, Ra- Randy is a customer's mate. He he works his tail off, and uh, customers love him. So. And, and, and Randy's the next man up to take this boat over one day if he ever wants to get his captain's license and, and run charters. And we do have another captain, Tommy Jacobson, that works for us. Uh, I met Captain Tommy earlier this year. Um, I had a I was in a car accident in December, and we weren't sure what the doctors were going to allow me to do or not do. So we brought a captain in to help out, and, and that was a, been a blessing too. Tommy's been a great guy. Um, young guy, a lot of energy, very trustworthy, knows how to run the boat, knows how to fish. So it's been a fun, been a fun year for me. I'm, I'm excited to see where next year goes. Well, good. What's the, what's the number if somebody wants to book a trip with you guys? Call my cell phone, 727-417-3336. Captain Chris Taylor, Park Place Garage as well. Parkplacegarage.com is the website over there. 813-380-6965. Trust me when I tell you, if you, uh, if you are interested in, in, in getting your garage done, give these guys a call. Have them come out. I'm blown away. If you need uh, to see pictures or you need, uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me, and uh, I'll tell you that uh, these are the guys that I would have do my garage over and over and over again. Captain Chris Taylor, I really appreciate your time. Great conversation today. Uh, wishing you all the best, and uh, we'll be sending you some of them trips as well. Always great to have a uh, another offshore charter captain in my fleet as well. Thank you, Captain Mike, and I really appreciate your uh, all your uh, nice things that you've said about us, and, and, and I, I really appreciate you appreciating the guys' hard work that they did in your garage. Uh, it's a uh, it's all about them. The, our employees are what makes this company. It's not what we do behind the clothes or behind the, behind the scenes, so to speak, anymore. Yeah. But it's the guys that go out there and are willing to bust it out through this heat. Um, these days are nice, and we, we're ready for winter time to show up. <laughs> yes, I, I'm, and being an inshore charter cab, I can promise you I'm ready for those days myself, my friend. Captain Chris, we appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much. Let's talk again soon. Thanks, Mike. Have a great day. Be good. Hey, gang. Hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Captain Chris Taylor, super neat guy, uh, very business savvy, uh, doing a great job. Again, um, you know, a very well-respected charter captain here on Florida's West Coast, uh, and he hasn't been doing it all that long, which tells you what you need to know about him and his fishing ability you can kind of hear that that swagger in his voice you know the way he likes to get out there and fish really really deep those guys are uh, they're a unique breed for sure and uh, he's done a great job with park place garage as well i'm so stoked uh, to have my garage redone if you are looking to do anything like that definitely give park place garage a shout park place garage dot com all breeze offshore fishing charters 
is the name of his business there. 727-417-3336 is Chris's number if you're looking to book a trip. Uh, Again, great guy, very great reputation here on Florida's West Coast. Really nice boat. That's a big, beautiful boat that he runs, very comfortable, so uh, he can put you on the fish for sure. Remember, the Real Animals Podcast is always presented by our good friends at Contender Boats, and the Real Animals Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, ritampabay.com, and Spotify. Remember, it's really important to subscribe, rate, and review. We appreciate you guys. We're trying to bring new episodes to you each and every Tuesday, so keep your eyes open for those. And again, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys.